0: What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs, but we also can talk about whatever it is that is meant to teach, inspire, and entertain. I am Pat the Pac-Man, dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist at Pac-Man to the Rescue, Canine Solutions and Coaching. And I want to welcome you newcomers. I want to welcome the uh oldcomers. We're not calling them oldcomers, we'll call them the awesome supporters and uh, if you're new to the podcast welcome 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 uh this podcast is meant to teach inspire and entertain and it's also meant for me to speak siciliano so uh hold on to your uh, notebooks if you want to learn another language i'm going to teach you a little bit of sicilian i'm throw some sicilian words out there um if you have not seen this podcast before it is all about dogs 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 but not how to train dogs it's to do what my faithful supporters it's exactly right it's about training people, not training dogs. You heard correct. It's about training people, not training dogs. So that's what we do at Pac-Man to the Rescue, Canine Solutions, and Coaching. If you have uh, subscribed to the podcast, thank you. Finally, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, on a serious note, I want to appreciate, I want to thank uh, all of you supporters. And uh, you've been awesome. And if you're new to the podcast, make sure you subscribe. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on, um, what's the other one there? Um, I forgot the other one. Oh, uh, we are on YouTube. Of course, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and also make sure you follow us on social media on, uh, on, uh, Facebook and on Instagram under Pac-Man to the rescue. That's P-A-C-K-M-A-N to the rescue uh this way you could uh, check take a look at all our cool stuff uh, all our announcements uh, all our cool videos and just everything's cool on uh, on the on the social media platform and so yeah make sure that you follow us there pacman to the rescue uh canine solutions and coaching and it's at, at pacman to the rescue p a c k m a n to the rescue that's spelled out t o not the number and also again on the podcast make sure you subscribe on apple podcast google podcast amazon and Spotify, that's one of the ones I forgot. I don't remember which one I forgot before, but that's the platform. YouTube, I'll remind you guys in a little while. On today's podcast, you're saying, pe- ke- tu te- listen, you got to tell people what to do because this way they learn what it is that their dogs want. I also make sure that people are happy. They're successful. They're fulfilled, much like their dogs are happy, successful, fulfilled, and well-behaved, not well-trained. With this well-trained crap well-trained dog owners, well-trained humans, knowledge about psychology of the dog. All right. So let's get into a couple of things. And I want to talk a little bit about based on the fact that, um, you know, it's about training people. What is the proper way to love a dog? Hmm. That's an easy one, right? That's so fast. There's a little twist on this one. Also, I want to talk about stop putting labels. Jesus Christ. I get so so aggravated when it comes to the labeling. And this is also something that's very personal for people. So this could pertain to dogs, but it also could pertain to people. And so that's what I said. Pac-Man to the rescue. I'm sorry. Barking for balance. That's still the same thing. It's all part of the same family. It's all part of the same family, you know? And so... It's uh, it's about training people, not training dogs, but it's about humans. You know, humans are the driving force to well-behaved dogs, well, well-mannered dogs, but also sa- sound, and happy and fulfilled dogs. That's really the name of the game: being a dog that's happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. That's what we we need to do, and that's what we're going to learn about on what to do on Barking for Balance and from Pac-Man to the Rescue. Uh, you also get some snippets on, on, the, um, on the social media, on Facebook and Instagram about some of our virtual uh, sessions, which I really want you to look at because there's some good advice and some good tips in there as well. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel because there's a lot of good videos there anyway. So, um, but let's get kicked this off about proper way to love a dog. Isn't that easy? Everybody loves a dog. It's easy. You just you Just give them the world. Just spoil them. Oh, no. And that is not the proper way to love a dog. Listen, nobody loves dogs more than, more than me. Well, I'm sure people love dogs more than me in the incorrect fashion. From an emotional standpoint, I'm not sure. Uh, because if you really, really, truly love a dog, what your focus should be, in all honesty, is on providing what your dog needs from you in order to be happy and fulfilled. That's really the, what the bottom line is. And a lot of the times, a lot of people believe that is all about spoiling, you know, like you just give them everything, let them do whatever they want. And in their mind, that is loving a dog. Well, I'm here to tell you that cannot be farther from the truth. Is it part of the equation? Absolutely. So part of the equation is to spoil them. Listen, socks and pepper are spoiled rotten, ben I mean, I'm just looking at my, my, my treat jars for, for socks and pepper. And I'm actually going to post a picture of this on, on Facebook and, and Instagram, uh, just to prove it. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight containers, eight containers filled with variety, a variety of different types of treats. Yeah. Eight containers, toys galore. You know, their beds, Jesus Christ, their beds are, are better than mine. Granted, at night, they sleep in the real bed, but still, they got beds all over. They got three, two in their crates, one that's out here that they share and they love. It, this is this is part of the spoiling process. Absolutely. You know, they get taken care of. They get, you know, fresh, you know, human food. They get steak. They get fish. They get pasta. Jesus, they, they eat better than me that I'm thinking about it. Hey, Listen. They're my babies, and I do uh, want to spoil them. And at this point in our lives, at this point in the relationship, but also at this point in their in their life, I have to, you know, I understand that it's I could ease up on some of the other stuff because that's already done. You know what I mean? But in the beginning stages, especially when you're dealing with, uh, you know, starting the relationship with your dog, and that's really. That's really the key to, to what I want to discuss. And I might get into this on a separate podcast about, you know, a relation, you know, what a relationship with your dog is all about, but at this stage, you know, and you know what, we could actually talk about that at this point too, because it kind of ties in with, you know, the proper way to love a dog because at the end of the day, a, a dog human relationship, is just that. It's a dog human relationship. It's a relationship, much like a husband and wife relationship, father and son relationship, mother and son relationship, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? But especially I want put, to put this into, um, you know, like partnerships, you know, like, 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 like husband and wife type situation, boyfriend, girlfriend type situations, you know, um, that kind of relationship when it's two parties that come together to become one, right? And so each person, each individual, has different ways of thinking, feeling, and acting. So when it comes to our dogs, the proper way to love a dog is to understand what they require, number one, as a dog, and number two, as a specific breed. Now, some breeds, yes, they require certain things, but most of those things that they require as a breed is physical physical stimulation, like shepherds, like cattle dogs. You know, they require different types of physical stimulation. But overall, the foundation, is, is basic. They require, like I said, the physical and the mental stimulation. side, So I call the work component, which could be mental and or physical. They require the second component, which is the rules. It's, ge- it's giving them and establishing and enforcing directions, boundaries, and limits. And the third component is the reward, right? And the reward is basically everything, right? So most people, they reward too much, too soon, and that's it. So now, if we have that, those three components of work, rules, and reward, and we are providing one, maybe some of the other, maybe none of the other at all, is that formula in balance? Are those three in balance? Hey, 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 see? We're going to go more finish? barking for balance life is about balance guys it's all about balance so when we're trying to balance everything out how do you love your dog do you love them by rewarding them because if you do you're not providing them some of the other things that are necessary right don't think that it's a problem because a lot of times people believe that putting uh rules in place or or correcting their dog for doing something even if it's simple that becomes a problem you know that 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 the dog won't love them. The dog will no. The dog will trust, love, and respect you. So it becomes a three a three prong approach. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get our dogs to trust us, to love us, and to respect us. Right. So let me let me reverse those a little bit. So it's love. They want we want them to love us. We want them to trust us. We want them to respect us. That's really what um, we should want from our dogs. Okay. Now here's the thing. The first one, love. I got news for you. That's automatic. That is not something. That's one of the beauties of dogs is that we don't have to do anything for them to love us. They just do it. You know what I mean? The second component, which is the trust that my friends, we got to build. They got to trust in us. They have to trust that we can provide for them. They have to trust that we can protect them. They have to trust that we can give them directions. That's our job, right? The third one is respect. And the respect is like they have to understand that there is a hierarchy of authority there is a way of behaving we have to set expectations for them and if we don't then they're going to just do whatever they want right so you want to think about it like a like a parent child relationship like a boss employee relationship you know what i'm saying so in order to understand what that means is that everything has to be in, in balance everything has to be in proportion you know, so a lot of times people will will get a let's say let, let's say a, a um well, let's, let's talk about two different scenarios here. The first scenario is a dog that, you know, they got as a puppy, you know, it's a dog or even like, you know, they just brought this dog in. This dog was well behaved. And a lot of times I hear this from my rescue associates where. They don't understand how all of a sudden, you know, their, their, their new adopters or the fosters are having problems with his dog where basically they had them beforehand that everything was fine. Yes, it's possible. And I'll tell you why is because when they were in an environment where they had structure, they had that formula of work rules and then reward being put into practice, then those dogs were behaving properly because they were filled and they were happy and they were they would being dogs, right? So now they come into this new place and these people are just dog lovers. And, and, and I'm not going to uh, criticize anybody for being a, a, an extremely loving person, you know, who wants to spoil their dogs rotten. Absolutely not. But again, if you want that dog to be uh, fully balanced, you want everything to be in proportion, then you have to have some of that. You know what I mean? Because If you don't, then those dogs are going to behave differently and are not going to be productive members of society. As small as Chihuahuas or as big as Mastiffs, it does not matter. They're dogs. They still require the same principle of directions, boundaries, and limits. They still require work. They still require rule. They still require reward. So it's always those three things in proportion, not one more than the other. And the other one, we don't need it. At some point, again, like in my situation with Socks and Pepper, you know, I don't have to worry about the work component anymore. You know what I mean? I don't have to worry about enforcing the rule component as strict as I used to be because there's a foundation. And if they're pushing the envelope a little bit, as long as they don't push it past a certain point, it's not a big deal, you know, because they already understand that there's a certain level. of, uh, of, there's a certain level of of behaving and how my expectations are for them. As far as the work component, the mental and the physical stimulation, we've gotten to the point where their energy is drained. So there's no need for me to uh, take them out on these long walks like I used to. Listen, when I first adopted socks, and let's talk about that uh, when it ties in with this whole putting labels on, uh, on, 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 on anything really. But in this case, obviously we're talking about dogs. So so we'll talk about some dogs. So we're putting labels on dogs and it's really upsetting to me when I hear this and I understand why, like, for, for example, rescues need to do this, but I try to fight the battle with just people in general, when it comes to putting labels on, because I personally was in that position where if that label would have been slapped, um, then I wouldn't be in this position personally, but I also know that Sox, my pit bull, would not be um, where he is now. And the reason why I'm saying this is simple. So what does that mean? Let's not, not put labels. People put labels on dogs where, for example, like when it comes to a specific breed, okay? This specific breed is not meant for everybody. And I, don't get me wrong, I wholeheartedly believe that to a certain extent, Okay. I also believe that there's a lot of misinterpret misunderstandings or or or, or bullshit um, information or just false knowledge or whatever you know you want to call this. But the fact of the matter is that I went, when I adopted socks. Okay, and for those of you guys that don't know my my history, um, I was afraid of dogs. I was 28 years old you know, um, overcame my fears, but then I was completely against pitbulls and Rottweilers until I started watching the dog whisper with Caesar uh, Cesar Milan who educated me, not only obviously on the reality of pitbulls and Rottweilers, but also on uh dog knowledge and dog education. And that's why we're here now is because of, because of Cesar Milan and my watching my having, you know, my watching the, uh, the dog whisper and reading Cesar Milan's books and so, and so on such. So when I, that, when I watched the show and I, and I learned the reality of pit bulls and Rottweilers, I decided I wanted to adopt the pit bull and I wanted a bad one because I wanted to rehabilitate him based on what I learned from the show. Oh my God, this guy learned something from a show. He was going to copycat it. Yeah. And that's why we're here today. So for the old people that don't believe in Cesar Milan's philosophies or the whole system of, 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 of establishing rules or, or they believe in the tricks and the treats and the, then, you know, the sits, they lay down people. You know, do whatever you want. Anyway, I don't want to digress with this. Let's stay focused because I'm going to go down this road and start getting all carried away. So let's stay focused. Balance. Let's stay balanced. <sighs> okay. So, you know, I, d- I decided to adopt the pipple. And when I took socks in, Sox was terrible. Sox was 10 months old. You know, he had been returned uh, to the shelter three times because of his behavioral issues and he was only 10 months old, came up from Virginia when he was seven months. So you could imagine, you know, the situation. And here I am. Uh, and I don't know, you know, some people would always, you know, tell me and they, they you know, they tell me that the rescue, the shelter, you know, uh, that, 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 adopted him out to me was irresponsible and, and stupid and should be, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't think that's the case. Um, whether they saw something, maybe they knew something, I don't know, but they took a chance. If this is how I see it. Or maybe God made him take a chance. I don't know. Oh, senor, you know, God always has a plan. And, and this was his plan. Again, socks made me uh, and, you know, he needed me just as much as I needed him. That's basically how that works. So maybe God made them adopt them to me, but here I am, you know, living in a condominium. So I do not even have a backyard. I have zero dog experience right my only dog was peanut who's you know you can see a picture if you guys are watching me on youtube and if you're not make sure you subscribe to that youtube channel you know what i'm saying so you'll see you see this beautiful face not just hearing the voice um but yeah so peanut is you know he was the little puppy back back there um that was really the only dog i had my, that was my only experience my only exposure really to dogs so here i am bringing home a pit bull jesus christ so San am you know and I had a tough time, not going to lie, I had a tough time. And I used to walk him three times a day for an hour and a half each each time. That's that's what I did, you know, and I busted my ass, you know, until we got to this point. This is this is how we unleashed the Pac-Man. This is how the Pac-Man was born, you know? So um, it, 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 if, if that were the case, you know, people could have looked at me and labeled me as this, you know, Immature, you know, person who's trying to adopt the pit bull. You know, you, you're irresponsible. You know, uh, you know, the, the, all these labels could have easily been put on me, and I'm sure that some people believe that that I'm irresponsible for even wanting to, that I'm immature for wanting to, that I'm, you know, really good looking. Hey, hey, hey! Come on, you know that's true. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Um, and may, maybe they were right. I don't know. But you have to look past the the outside. You know what I mean? You have to look past the outside because I was determined to do what was necessary. And that's really what I look for in my clients is that level of determination. I always tell them one simple thing. I can give you the skill, but I cannot give you the will. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I could give you the skill. I cannot give you the will. And so in my particular case, I really had no skill. I had no experience, but I had the will. And the will, you know, was, was, was t- tough to hang on. I mean, we'll talk about that in a second. I mean, talked about this on other podcast episodes, um, but it was hard. And so now we look at m- me, me, you know, me personally being labeled this guy, no experience, you know, no exposure, definitely no, no, no nothing. When it comes to pit bulls, he has no experience, forget about dogs, but with powerful breeds with this specific breed, I save socks, li- socks life. Let's let's put it out there. Not only did I save his life. But I made him perfect. Okay. And I'll take full credit for it because that's really where it comes from. Granted, Cesar Milan made that happen, God made all this happen. So I guess it's a team effort. But the bottom line is not only did I save his life, but I also made him great, you know, made him happy, fulfilled, and well behaved. That's the magic formula. He was already trained from the shelter. You know how to sit, stay, lay down. Wasn't really, you know, didn't do it the right way, but whatever. But he knew how to perform the tricks. But now that's why he was returned three times to the shelter because yeah, he knew how to sit, stay, lay down, but he didn't know how to behave. He didn't know how to be calm. He didn't know how to be, you know, not aggressive. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. So now we'd look at the other side of this labeling and we look at socks. Okay. So now we look at socks as he's a pit bull. Okay. He's a powerful breed. Okay. He's aggressive. Okay. He's, he needs a strong, powerful person who knows what they're doing. Okay. Would that powerful person have been able to handle a dog like him? I'm not sure because Socks was tough. I'm not going to lie, Socks was tough, and the the labeling that's put on him. And again, I'm looking at it from a different side of a side of people that have been uh, put in this situation. Aside from people who uh, are were not lucky enough to be me in this particular scenario, because then you 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 look at a Socks and you're like, yeah, we can't adopt him to this guy, or Or you reverse it and you tell this person, these labels that we're putting on socks. Well, listen, socks is a pit bull. Socks is aggressive. Socks is tough. Socks is stubborn. Socks is is this. Socks is that. And that person's looking at it like, you know what? That's a little too much. I don't want to take that risk. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem with labeling is the labels are scaring people away from dogs that should not be labeled a certain way because- you know, and I know this. people are going to disagree with this and I don't really care. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, we put labels on dogs. We are condemning those dogs to death. We are sentencing those dogs to death. It's a fact. Okay. Putting a label on a dog that is aggressive. That is fear aggression. Everything has aggression. It's fear aggression. It's disaggression, Everything's aggression. Here's the thing. I'm going to reveal a little secret about this particular label called aggression. It's bullshit. of the time. Okay. A lot of times dogs that are labeled as aggressive just because they've bitten once. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with other factors that lead to a bite because I know that a dog that bites obviously is a problem. I get it. I get it. Okay. I get it. But it doesn't mean that a dog that bit is aggressive, right? So a a dog that gets aggressive, I'm sorry. you know, they'll, they'll suck the, the meat right off your bones. Okay. I have, I have exposure to that. I have scars to prove that. Okay. From legitimately aggressive dogs, when it comes to putting a label and we put an aggressive, you know, a growl, a snarl, the little Elvis lip thingy that, that dogs do. Right. Even a snap, people automatically label that as aggressive. And naturally, when we hear the term aggression or aggressive, we're going to shy away from that. Now, I don't want to deal with that. Or yeah, that's not, that, I don't, I don't care. And if you have incompetent, stupid ass dog trainers who are sit, stay, lay down trainers and you approach them with these kind of problems, you know what they're going to tell you? That dog needs to be put down. That dog has genetic issues. That dog has problems. Those things will never be able to be fixed. And again, I know this firsthand because I've had clients that were in that position. Okay. So now you're sitting there talking to the pros who are saying this stuff. Well, they're thinking, well, I guess this dog needs to be put down. This dog needs to be returned. And now we have labeled this dog as being aggressive. We put quotes around it as being aggressive. Who the hell is going to want that? No, you're not going to want that. Okay, so we have doomed this dog, where the fact of the matter is that 99% of the time, the reason why dogs bite is simple, is because they don't have the structure, they don't have the leadership, they don't have directions, boundaries and limits. Again, I know that it's going to be, well, there's some dogs that are prone. That's another problem. Okay, labeling specific breeds, pisses me off, like you cannot imagine. Okay. When we label specific breeds as this, this, this dog, this breed, breed X, is difficult to housebreak. This breed, breed Y, is stubborn. This dog, breed Z, is aggressive. Think about this. Okay. These are the same people that will label different types of dogs. Well, this dog is prone to this, and this dog is prone to that. And all of a sudden, they're defending the pit bull because the pit bulls are the ones that all of a sudden have been labeled as dangerously aggressive dogs, right? That's the issue here. So, see how we put a label, like a generic label. So now, pit bulls as a whole, especially for those people that are either stupid, stubborn, or ignorant. They automatically, and I'm in that category. I used to be in that category. I believed the hype. I believed what was being said. I believe what, what I saw on TV. You know, all the bites are from pit bulls. That means pit bulls are the devil, right? <laughs> if you see it all the time, as soon as after a while, you're going to pick up on a pattern, you're going to say, hmm, maybe that's the case. Maybe pit bulls are bad. You just see what I'm saying? So we can't do that. And the reason why they develop these issues. We'll talk about again pit bulls who have been labeled as such but other dogs get labeled the same way you know you have people who need to be educated and I feel that if they are educated the way I was being educated from watching the dog whisper and from Caesar Milan and reading his books was what was necessary to fulfill the dog and the breed so when we're dealing with like people who have um, you know issues for example with with like 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 German shepherds or or, or any kind of like cattle dog type breed, I don't feel that these people should be not be getting this type of dog, right? Because they have to be able to, and they have to be willing and able to fulfill those dogs' needs. So if we live, well, this dog requires, you know, a strong authority figure. Okay, that's fair. But in in essence, every single dog requires a strong authority figure, right? So, you know, we have to teach humans what is needed. And we have people that are very, very loving, very, very caring, very, very sweet, but that's all they got. They don't have that assertive side. They don't have that authoritative side. Then you have people who like, like you know, that are in the opposite of extreme. They're just too authoritative, too tough, right? So it's not balanced. It's not a balance. And if you have like a couple type dynamic and one of them is too soft and weak and the other one is too strong and, and firm, everything's out of whack because that dog is living in between going, what the hell's going on here? You know what I mean? There's no balance together. If you fuse those two people together, yeah, they're balanced, but it's not a balanced household. You know what I mean? Like a parents, they need to be in sync with each other when they're dealing with their kids. You know what I'm saying? If one is different than the other, those kids are like, Hmm, let me see what I could do here. You know what I mean? So that's the problem. That is the issue. So when it comes to like properly loving a dog, When we love a dog, we have to provide work, mental and or physical, rules, directions, bounds, and limits, and then tons of reward, right? But it doesn't make a difference as far as like the labeling is concerned, you know, what kind of dog we're getting, because automatically, whether you're getting a Chihuahua or whether you're getting a Mastiff, the pattern stays the same, work, rules, and then reward. This way you have no issues. You want to do the training classes? I would agree with this. Wait, spend your money on that. It's fine. It's little tricks. It's cool if you're using that as part of your, uh, of your uh, dog's life. I did it. I went to training classes, right? This was before I was doing this. Would I go again with another dog? Sure. Now, granted, I would probably be the one to either teach those classes or have somebody else within my team teach those classes. But there's plenty of people that are good at this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So there's nothing wrong with it. But if that's all you're doing, then you're not loving your dog properly, okay? People will bring a dog in, again, who is clean, right? Has no problems whatsoever. And they'll bring him in and they'll spoil him to death. Just like I was talking about before about like they're, you know, they're at the rescue with, the, with these particular people who are giving the dog structure. And all of a sudden, no problems. Take him out, bring him to this other household, no structure, tons of reward, nothing else. Love, love, love. And now the dog is biting people. Chasing, jumping, acting aggressive. It doesn't have to mean an aggressive, you know, like biting necessarily, but it could be just misbehavior of whatever type you want to describe it. Whatever type you want to choose. Okay. Any type of misbehavior is 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 what they're displaying. Where beforehand that wasn't the case. Well, what's changed? Simple. One household had structure and, and work rules and reward. The other one didn't. The other one just had reward. Love, 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 right? Because these people just want to love the dog, right? They just want to love the dog. Now again, when we're going back to a relationship, a human dog is a relationship. So a dog needs specific things from their human and the human, listen, I'm in that boat too. I love dogs for a specific reason. It's how they make me feel. That's, that's really the bottom line. How dogs make me feel is why I love them so much, you know, and I hear this all the time, you know, person walks in the house, Oh, dog, lo- The dog comes right to me. I love, you know, he loves me. My wife doesn't even say hello to me. My kids don't give a shit about me. Okay. Give <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get a divorce. What do you want from me? But that's how they feel because they're giving them, they're giving them attention. But here's the problem. At one point, do we fulfill what a dog's looking for? Right. We are loving them. Oh, absolutely. We're going to love them. Right. But when do we address them as dogs? Remember, dogs are not human. Okay. Dogs are dogs. So dogs are not eyes or ears driven. They're nose driven. Therefore we want them to behave as dogs. We want them to think and feel as a dog. Right. So if you're talking and again, listen, I do this too. Uh, I talk to my dogs like they're people. Right. But I understand that they don't have a clue that they're them, what I'm saying, but they're looking at me and they're, they're licking my face and it makes me feel good. Right. That's what they're doing for me. But what of what I've been doing for them? Simple. Work, rules and then reward. Again, we go back to, you know the way things were. Mental and physical stimulation needed. right? Establishing directions, boundaries and limits needed. I needed them to know what my expectations were for them. what their job is, what their duties is. this way they could just relax. Look, if you do things the right way, your dog's job is simple. Just to hang back and relax. Ah, oh, Letta de Khan. The life of a dog is beautiful because you have to understand that when it's done right, they have nothing to do. They can relax because you're going to take care of everything, much like a child. Think about it. I mean, I am thinking back when I was a kid. Jesus Christ. It's interesting. I would really like to go back to those days when you had no worries in the world. You didn't have no worries in the world. Why? Simple. Because your parents took care of everything for you. You know what I'm saying? They did everything for you. you. had nothing to worry about. Lovely life, right? And that's where we want our dogs to be. And just relax. You don't have to announce and bark at everybody walking by the house. You don't have to attack somebody coming through the door. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to bark and claw and jump and, and bite. and You don't have to do any of that stuff. Your job is just to relax because I'm going to fulfill all those needs and I'm going to fulfill those areas that are causing you to behave that way. Okay. Dogs live with anxiety, with fear, with nervousness, with tension, with anxiety, with aggression. And it all stems from not knowing what path to take. It's that simple. A person will bring a dog home, right? And let's say this dog was, has some issues. Okay. And we don't know why those issues. And a lot of times people assume the worst. They, they automatically assume that it's because of the fact that they were abused. Okay. And that's why the dog is behaving or feeling or acting a certain way. And I can tell you 99% of the time, that's not the case. Okay. There's no abusive situation. A lot of times those are just a lack of overall structure. The reason why a dog is behaving badly or biting or being aggressive or even fearful to a certain extent it has to do with those areas. Now, we'll talk about a fearful dog and, and, and especially fearful dogs that uh, could go different ways. So we'll discuss that another time. But um, people will bring a dog in, a troubled dog, right? Maybe a dog that, had, that maybe was legitimately coming from a bad situation. Maybe came from a puppy mill or, or hoarding, whatever. They, they came from a legitimately bad situation. And what ends up happening is that these people, loving people, caring people, kind people, awesome people, they feel bad. Right. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to do everything in their power to make up for all that time that this poor dog spent in hell. Right. So in their minds, that, be, that means no anything. You do whatever you want. Right. There's freedom to do literally anything and everything that they want. Okay. Now, I could tell you from experience and having been down the path of seeing these cases is that this, these dogs are the ones that become aggressive or mean or, or nervous or fearful or whatever. And they start biting people. They start attacking people. And it's like, well, I don't understand when they first came home, they were so sweet. She was so kind. He was so sweet. He was so nice this and calm. And that's the problem is because now they're in a different environment. So dogs also continue to be if they were fearful, anxious, nervous, or whatever, that kind of compounds. So they're trying to move past that life. They're trying to move past that time. But what we're doing is we're keeping them in the past, because we're not allowing them to move past it, right? We feel bad for them Oh, the poor baby. Now our energy is weak and soft and very, very negative, right? But the poor baby self was suffering. Listen, the poor baby was suffering. That was the past. Now if you think about it from our personal lives how would you feel if you were going through some terrible situation and now some of your family and friends were keeping you in that yeah but don't forget what happened you know that's that's a tough that's a tough deal you're dealing with here that was in the past where you are now it's nowhere near that situation these dogs are not in that environment anymore these dogs are in a different home so the the fact that these people and again I mean, they're loving, caring, sweet people, kind people. They're trying to overcompensate. And when I explain this to people, they're like, wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, because that's what we do is we keep our dogs, you know, in that mode. We keep those dogs in that moment, which is not a good moment, right? We need to let them go past that moment. So as much as we think that we are loving them, we're not, right? We're actually continuing to make them suffer. Make sense, right? So we have to learn that establishing directions, bounds, and limits, they go from our household, from that environment into our household. We have to set the expectation. Okay? It's like going to a new job. You go to a new job, there's expectation, there's systems, there's ways of doing things. And we have to learn that way of doing things. Okay? So this is, this is important um, on the proper way to love a dog. Remember, like I said before, a dog-human relationship is just that. And our job is to fulfill that dog's needs. And wants, right? And dogs are very, very basic when it comes to needs and wants. One of the lines that really I hear often is, "Listen, I've had dogs my whole—I hear this almost uh, multiple times a day, which really annoys me." But I've had dogs my whole life, okay, and that's great. But just because you have had dogs your whole life doesn't mean that you know or understand dogs. Listen, I've had a heart my whole life; it don't make me a cardiologist. You know what I mean? So having experience and exposure to dogs doesn't mean you understand it. So it's kind of like the same thing that all of a sudden you know, if you're in a relationship, you know, so, so if you're in a relationship and, 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 you know, you've been in multiple relationships, maybe multiple marriages, and all of a sudden they all fall apart. Well, if you have, let's say like a husband and wife type dynamic, right? And let's say the husband has been in, in you know, multiple relationships with with various women, maybe married before, right? Now he enters a relationship with this specific woman. Now, yeah, he has experience and exposure to women. But if you think about this logically, Men and women, different spe- same species, do they think differently, right? Do they act differently? Come on. Do they? <laughs> I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying here. You know what I'm getting? It's the same species, but it's like two different minds. So our job, my job as a man is to make sure that I understand and cater to what the wife's needs, wants, are. Okay? It's not about what I think or what I ex- what I expect because if that's the case if I if she's fulfilling my needs but I'm not fulfilling her needs, it's a one-sided relationship, right? So that's why like with dogs I always say when dogs like run away I'm like, listen, that dog's trying to get away from me. That's a divorce right there. Sign them papers, you know what I'm saying? Because we're not fulfilling that dogs me me a matrimonia phonetica. Uh, they were not unfulfilling those needs, right? So again, if you, were, you had exposure and experience with, you know, with, with women before, right? And now you're entering a relationship with a different woman. It doesn't mean that that woman, the new woman is exactly like the others. So we have to understand what that particular woman needs, wants, and desires. Same thing with dogs. If you have had experience and you only have, I don't know, chocolate labs, you know, and I actually had a client who, uh, who had, was in their eighties and they had nothing but chocolate labs their entire life. And guess what? They encountered the one chocolate lab that was different than the others. And they're like, I don't get it. What the hell? And then all of a sudden in their eighties, they learned about dogs. They learned about labs. They learned what exactly is needed. And they were like, wow, we got lucky with all these other dogs, but this one's actually teaching us the reality. Yes. Because if you do the right things, whether you get a good one or you get one that's going to test you, the, the bottom line is the bottom line. You're always going to be successful. Whether you get a chocolate lab or you get a pit bull or you get a Rottweiler, you apply the same principles, you're going to be okay. If you just want to love your dog, think about it like this. If you have a child and all you do is you just buy them phones and cell phones and, and, and video games and shoes and whatever you know kids are getting these days, I don't know is that going to be, is that a balanced child? You know, is how does that, how's that child going to grow up? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So when it comes to properly loving a dog, remember it's about work rules, and then reward in balance, everything in proportion. The other thing is, you know, the labeling thing, really, we need to stop putting the labels on these poor animals. We need to start putting label. stop putting labels on people. Now I get where the rescues have a problem with it because a lot of times people are going to either going to lie about what they're doing, or they're just going to um, not fulfill those, those obligations. So I get it. Why rescues have to be really, really cautious. Um, I'm thankful that God, you know, took me up when it came to socks, that he didn't allow, you know, the labels that I had on myself. And I also didn't allow the labels that he had, the socks had on him uh, affect me. And that's, that's part of the issue. You know, when it comes again, when it comes to Specific dogs. Again, I hear this all the time for people that have like knowledge when it comes to to dogs or specific breeds, you know, this this type is this and this type is that. Listen, pit bulls are bred to fight. That's what they were bred for. So if we don't channel those instincts and redirect them in a more productive way, then that's what they're going to resort to because that's what they're made for. You know what I mean? Rottweilers are guard dogs, but in ancient time, they used to be sheep herders, you know? So Why is it that we have, let's say like cattle dogs, for example, and people label the cattle though, well, those cattle dogs are dangerous. And I tell people all the time, listen, cattle dogs have a specific task, have a specific job. And if you don't drain that energy, fulfill those instincts and those needs in a productive way, then they're gonna become frustrated. And out of frustration, there's chaos. Frustration, and that chaos could become aggression, the biting, it could become digging, it could be the jumping, it could be all sorts of different problems, the basic behaviors that people try to eradicate. But it all stems from the fact of the matter is that if you don't fulfill that area, you could be putting rules in place. That's great. You give them the reward. That's great. But if you're not fulfilling the work component, that's a problem. You know, maybe taking them on a walk, that's not enough. Yeah, that's not enough because they need more. Huskies and 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 malamutes, they need more than just a 20-minute walk around the corner. You know what I'm saying? Joke, Jose, get done to business. such a you know, you have to give them more to do to drain those instincts. So you gotta give them a job. They need a job. You know, and jobs could be as basic as, and I talk about this on different podcasts and I talk about this on on, on our YouTube videos, which by the way, subscribe to the YouTube video and also make sure you subscribe to this podcast. God damn it. I really want to know your opinion. What do you guys think of this podcast? Is it cool? Is it, it, you guys getting something out of it? Cause I really want some feedback, but make sure you subscribe. Apple podcast, Google podcast. Amazon and Spotify, and it's also on YouTube if you want to see this beautiful face of mine. Um, and then the YouTube channel Pac-Man to the Rescue and Facebook and Instagram, Pac-Man to the Rescue, P-A-C-K-M-A-N. Okay. Um, to the rescue. So, so getting back to the, the 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 fulfillment, I talk about again, I talk about this on, on other videos and on other podcasts put a backpack on a dog you know agility courses swimming treadmills it's additional ways more fulfilling ways to stimulate the brain and the body to drain the physical and the mental energy that's really the key it's not about making a dog tired a, that, t- that a tired dog is a good dog crap i don't buy into that bullshit at all a fulfilled dog is a happy dog a happy dog is a happy dog a well behaved dog is a happy do- is a is a is a happy dog if we're looking about happiness then you need to follow that formula of work rules and then reward that should be your focus. Okay. Oh, that's the key. Okay. So so yeah. So the whole labeling thing, we put these labels on the dogs. We're talking about cattle dogs. You know, cattle dogs, oh, they need you know that the, they require this. You know, shepherd, they require. This. Listen, if somebody's willing to put in that effort, then I don't see a problem with with why why they can't they can't have these kind of situations going. And again, I get it because there's a lot of irresponsible people out there that don't do their research. But the part that pisses me off when it comes to labeling is more like the psychological labeling. You know, chihuahuas are naturally aggressive. Come on, that's such bullshit. You know, uh, the whatever are stubborn or this one, they're prone to what... No, that's not the case. Huskies, and we'll talk about huskies. Just a quick example. Just heard this last week, huskies. Huskies are prone to take off as soon as you open the the door, they run. Okay. But don't other dogs do that too? Well, yeah, but they all, all of them do that. Bullshit. Bullshit. And I could tell you that I have had multiple dogs, not just Huskies. I've had French Bulldogs. I've had Pitbulls. I've had all sorts of different types that do exactly the same thing. Now, for Huskies, their job is to run, their job is to pull the sleigh, right? So if they're doing that, that means you're missing something. That means you're not fulfilling one of those three: work, rules, and then reward. Right? So whether it's a pit bull or a beagle or, or, or a husky, it makes no difference because they'll still do the same shit. That's because they're not getting everything in balance. in the balance of work, rules, and then reward. You hear what I'm saying? So let's stop labeling. I really, really bothers me when we start labeling dogs and we start labeling people. You know, we start labeling people as, you know, this one lives in an apartment. Who gives a shit? Listen, I live in a condo. I didn't have a backyard. And quite frankly, here's the problem with backyard. They don't do anything. They're just for playtime, but we'll talk about that another separate time. I think I have a video on YouTube about that altogether, but it's the individual. It's if we put a label, it, it then we're again, we're putting a death sentence on these dogs. Socks was returned three times. Okay. He probably went to houses. Maybe he went to mansions. I don't know. You know, maybe went to families. I don't think he ever went to a household with kids. I don't think so. But he was returned three times. Okay. Came to me. No experience. No exposure. Minimum. Minimum to nothing. Picanante. Dogs. Exposure and experience of dogs. Pipples. Forget it. None whatsoever. Powerful breeds? Zero. And here I am. Here I am. You know what I mean? Here I am. Socks, labeled as aggressive. Returned three times. You see what I'm saying? How would you see that? You know? Well, this guy, lives in a condo. He's afraid of dogs. He was 28. Yeah, I don't know about him. He had no exposure to these kind of breeds. Yeah. And this guy's aggressive. This guy was returned three times. This is not a match. Am I, are, are me in socks and socks an exception to the rule? Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. Again, maybe there's 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 a purpose. I believe that there's there's others exceptions to the rule too. I'm not the only one that's in the in this position. I know for a fact, dog wise, Socks is not the only one because I've worked with tons of dogs that had been labeled. Some that were scheduled to get put down and returned simply for you know labeling purposes, you know, from ignorant people, from from stupid trainers, you know. People that don't want to put in the effort, that don't want to put in the work. Listen, I get it. I get it. But it doesn't mean that that's reality. It's just what's presented to you is going to be obscene, is going to be seen as reality. And then you just buy into it. That's, uh, you know, personal choices. But the labeling, you know, it's not necessary. We have to take away that word aggression. Again, 99% of cases are not aggressive. Now, I understand when, and I tell this to, to everybody right off the bat. Is when a dog bites, even though it may not quote unquote be aggression, it's not seen favorably, you know what I mean? And, you know, and, and I, again, I tell everybody this all the time, pit bulls, unfortunately have a target painted on their back the minute you, they were born, right? The minute they are born, they have a target painted on their back. It, it is what it is. You know, I still have people that are terrified of socks, whatever, you know, no matter what level of explanation, no matter what level of education, it ain't going to make a difference. So people are going to believe and going to see what they want. But the bottom line is that your job is not to worry about what they think. It's to worry about what your dog does. And if you want your dog to not be seen as that, then you have to make sure that you address him or her and establish directions, bounds, and limits. You establish, you know, you fulfill and you drain the physical and the mental energy. And then you can give them tons of rewards. I never have to teach clients how to do the third one. The reward part, my My love to hear your input on that one, but never have to do that. I always have to focus on the first two, especially the second one, establishing direction bound the limits. That's really the, the the one I have to focus on the most, you know, but, um, again, that's, that's really the key here is, is, you know, loving a dog is, is great, right? It's, it's, it's a relationship, but if it's relationship, that's just based on that you loving them without, you know, fulfilling everything, then there's, parts that are empty and, you know, it's not a balanced relationship, you know, because your dog, you know, our dogs, my dogs fulfill the areas that I need them to fill. And usually it's just the one, you know, I mean, for me, it's just, and I I think it's for most people is just to feel that love, you know, to feel that, 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 that emotion. That's really what what dogs, you know, bring to the table. It's really what dogs do for us is they, they make us feel they make us feel happy, you know? And that's what dogs do to us. So they're fulfilling our needs. you know? Maybe it's a feeling of being wanted, of, of being loved, whatever the case may be, but see, it's all part of that same umbrella. But they also have different needs, and it's not just a love. You know what I mean? It's not just a love. So you know, people love dogs too much too soon and in the wrong way and at the wrong time. Okay. Now too much. I don't, I don't want to say too much because how much is really not the case. It's more only, let me say that just only not too much. Cause listen, the more love you give them the better, <laughs> the more, the better. I couldn't give my guys more love than I, even if I tried, which I, I try, sometimes I try to do myself. Um, but the bottom line is that if it's only love, that's a problem. If you love them at the wrong time that's a problem. If you love them in the wrong way, that's a problem. You know what I mean? That's, that's the key is just the love is a problem. We have to balance this out. Um, and, and this way, you know, again, if we're talking about like just pit bulls, you know, our job, my job when, with him is to make sure that people see the reality of what people's are, what people's can be when things are done the right way, you know, because this way we can start to get rid of this freaking label that people's are horrible. The and there's still people that believe that uh, you never, you know, they got bit by a pibble. They seen it, whatever, you know, listen, if you have a bad oyster, it doesn't mean oysters are bad. You know what I mean? You just had a bad oyster. you got the diarrhea and you vomited and you went to the hospital. Okay. It was a bad oyster, but it doesn't mean oysters are bad. See what I mean? But, um, you know, unfortunately the labeling is really the problem because now it becomes a label. Oysters are terrible. You know, and humans are very psychological that way, where, you know, you have one bad experience and all of a sudden you're just, you know, you're done with the whole category. So listen, it is what it is, but the fact of the matter, like, like marriage, for example, like, or relationships in general, you know, and I'm sure you guys hear this too. And, you know, tell me if that's the case, um, you know, you'll have friends, female friends or male friends, whatever y'all women are horrible or men suck or whatever, you know, Is that the reality, or maybe just your 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 pickers off? You know what I mean. Maybe you're just you know your 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 decision making monitor is off. You know what I mean. You're making the wrong choices. You're looking for the wrong things. You know it has nothing to do with labeling men as horrible or women as horrible. I mean that's just ridiculous. You know, given that if you've been married once and your your marriage was a shit show, I had one of those and it doesn't it doesn't defer me from, it doesn't it doesn't tell me marriage is, is a bad thing but definitely not what it does you know much I'm I'm bed oh boy but that, you know doesn't mean that marriage is a bad thing it was just you know that marriage that relationship wasn't right so we move on you know but when it comes to like dogs um and 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 you're 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 labeling a specific breed that way that's just that just sucks you know, and not just the pitbulls. I'm talking about anything. You know, I'm just talking. I'm talking anything and everything. It's just you. Can, we have to stop labeling people and or dogs a certain way because then we're just putting things. And I hate to say this again, but it just me and socks are that that example. Labeling the human, and labeling the dog. And if you had done that, they had done that, then this would not be good. And I'm sure that as I was, I was, you know, when I if I look back. And I, uh, you know, I, I look back and I kind of see uh, some of the other dogs as I was trying to, to adopt a, pip, a, a pit bull. I'm sure that I could find um, some of those rescues that were actually labeling me personally and why I didn't get some of those dogs because they saw my personal situation. Like, yeah, this guy's not getting a freaking pit bull. Are you crazy? No, I'm sure that's, that, that's the case. But regardless of the fact, it doesn't matter because the guy I got, the, guy, the dog I got was the dog I needed and the dog that needed me. So God had a plan. It's a fact of the matter. So um, listen, guys, bottom line here is what's the proper way to love a dog? Simple. Establishing directions, boundaries, and limits. Working the brain and the body and then love them to death. I'm not even going to tell you how to love them. Knock yourself out. If you do the first two, the third one, have fun. Whatever you want. Treats, food, affection, attention, love. Whatever you want to do, knock yourself out. But there's got to be work. And if you guys have any questions on work, mental and or physical, please let me know. If you guys have a question on establishing direction boundaries, and limits, how to do it, what's necessary, when to do it, whatever the case may be, please let me know, okay? That's how you love a dog. That's how you get that relationship to be solidified. Human dog, dog human. Love, trust, and respect. Love, trust, and respect, dog to human. Love, trust, and respect, human to dog. It's a beautiful thing. And now it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. That's one of the things about, you know, you know, sending your dog to like a training place to train them. There's no relationship. You know, I don't even want to get into that, but it's, if you're going to get a freaking dog, it's about, it's a relationship and you have to cater to that dog's relationship, that dog, those dog, that dog's needs and wants as a dog, but also as a breed, you know what I mean? So let's stop with the labeling, you know, let's love our dog the right way because dogs are awesome. They teach them so much. They teach us so much. They taught, they teach me so much. That's why I love them. And I love doing this job. And that's why I try to teach people. I train people, not dogs, guys. Come on. Are you still, have you not subscribed to the podcast yet? Come on. What are you waiting for? Speed it up. I'm going to get the subscribe. So make sure you subscribe YouTube as well. Facebook, Instagram, come on, speed it up. Move it, move it, move it. Okay, so bottom line, bottom line, love your dog the right way, okay? Let's stop putting labels on people. Let's stop putting labels on, on, on dogs slash animals as well. So this way we could all coexist and and, and and just be happy. You know, we could all be fulfilled. We could all be successful. You know, it's, it's not a competition. You know, it's not about egos. You know, unfortunately the dog world, the animal community, whether it's rescue or training, there's just a lot of just hatred and animosity and just egos. Uh, unfortunately, it really sucks because you know they're the ones that pay the price for our stupidity and our arrogance, and, and it really sucks. So um, let's stop putting labels. You know, let's 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 do good here by for them. Let's learn from them, be like them, and it, and it's all good. You know what I'm saying? And it's all good. Listen, guys, I, uh, I hope you, uh, you enjoyed this episode of, uh, of barking for balance. Um, you know, if you guys have any questions, any issues, I really want to hear them. I really want to know, uh, how you feel about things. I really want to know, uh, you know, what, what I could do to help. And, um, I'm here for you. You know, it's about training people, not training dogs, guys. Don't forget. Um, thank you for, uh, thank you for listening. I'm getting a little emotional. I'm just thinking about the past with socks and everything. So it's uh, it's a little emotional there, but, um, Listen, thank you for joining uh, this episode of Barking for Balance and uh, keep me posted on any questions or issues. And thank you so much, guys. Enjoy the rest of the day. Catch you guys next time on Barking for Balance. See you next time.